welcome back to the show. Today I wanted to talk about clearing out the old and making room for the new. So this topic has been very top of mind for me. You know, I'm always bringing you the the latest and greatest in my life and hoping that it can make, you know, an impact in your life sharing sharing the experiences I'm going through. But for the last couple of days, I've been clearing out a lot of stuff in my house. I'm often inspired to do this just before Christmas. It starts with my kids usually, I think. Okay, how could we ever fit one more toy in this house for children who, you know, want for nothing? You know, I like to have a place for everything. And I just look at their playrooms and their rooms. I think, where would even one more toy even go? And so I have to make room because I know that grandmas and grandpas are going to be showing up with presents. You know, we're so grateful to have such generous grandparents and family, but hey, I got to find a place for all of this, all these new toys to go, right? So it usually starts there. It's like, okay, what do they not play with anymore? What have they outgrown? You know, especially with my two-year-old toddlers, they outgrow things quite quickly or it's, you know, you know, things she was playing with six months ago or a year ago. She's, you know, vastly outgrown at this point. So that's usually how it starts for me this time of year is like, I know Christmas is coming and I know I need to make room for the avalanche that is Christmas, the joyful avalanche that is Christmas. But then it usually inspires me to take a look at my own stuff. So my closet, my shoes. And I will say I have, I'm not someone who gets emotionally attached to things. I really truly think I could have my house burned down. And as long as I had like the insurance money to replace everything I needed, I would be fine with losing all of my stuff. Like I really am not someone who gets emotionally attached to things. I mean, I really try to think like, is there anything like even my wedding rings? I'd be like, I mean, I still have my husband. I don't really care about the rings. Um, you know, I think the only thing pictures are the only thing I would be upset about a little bit, but even so, I mean, eh, memories live in my mind. It's fine. So there's really truly not very many objects that I have an emotional attachment for. So I would say that's somewhat unique for me. I know most people have a little more emotional attachment to things in their lives. Um, So I've definitely been someone who likes to clear things out regularly. I also try not to over consume. That's something I've gotten a lot better on for myself just over the last 10 years. Just do I really need, you know, six of these sweaters? Can I have one or two that I really love, right? Like I'm not someone who has a hundred pair of shoes. I don't care about shoes. I don't have a bunch of handbags. I don't care about handbags. And I am not judging if you are that person. If shoes are your thing or handbags are your thing, I fine by me, you know, that's, that's your thing. That's just not my thing. And so just to give some context, I'm not someone who totally loves to, you know, be a total shopaholic. I don't have lots of things to begin with. I definitely like to keep everything kind of cleared out, lean towards being a little more minimalist versus a maximalist, but I live with two small maximalists. So believe me, I'm surrounded by a lot of stuff, stuff I'm picking up and putting away every day of my life. Um, But even so, even as 
a bit of a minimalist, and even as someone who doesn't have a lot of emotional attachment to things, it still builds up, you know? I definitely hang on to things longer than I probably need to. And so I've just been kind of going through the process of going through drawers and sort of Marie Kondoing my way through things, as I like to call it, and kind of thinking, you know, do I need this anymore? Does this, does this spark joy? Hmm, no. So then it gets into the donate pile, you know? And so, and it's just a great way to go through and clear out everything and energetically make space for, for new things or maybe just make space. You know, I actually am not one that when my closet has now been, you know, downsized by half or more, it's not like, oh, goody, now I get to go shopping. It's like, oh, good, now there's not as much laundry for me to do. Oh, good, now there's, you know, I can actually see in my closet and, and see what I have. So I actually enjoy the open space that's typically left after I do a purging. Um, but hey, I'm open if something beautiful were to come into my life that wants to fill that spot and it feels good, great. I welcome it with open arms. But I do think it's a great practice to get into. And so if you are feeling burdened by clutter, you know, ener- even just energetically in your life, sometimes I don't think we even, th- you know, think it's our stuff that's bothering us, or maybe you're not cluttered, maybe you're super tidy, or maybe you are cluttered and it doesn't bother you at all. If there's just anything in your life that's feeling heavy, I do think clearing out the old and making way for the new can just be such a powerful energy shifter. And so we're going to talk about both things, you know, the the physical, but then also the emotional, mental, energetic clearing of the old and making space for the new. So starting off with the physical, because that's what I've been doing the last few days. That's what's top of mind for me right now. And... It always starts very organically for me. Like I said, it usually just very naturally starts with looking at my children's like playroom and bedrooms thinking, oh my gosh, where am I going to put toys from Christmas, which helps me get the ball rolling just very naturally. And then I kind of, it's very addictive. Once you start doing this, I mean, just that's a number one tip for you, how to get started. Just pick a drawer, any drawer, pick the smallest drawer, pick your purse, pick any Anything you think you want to clean out first, just what's going to be easiest for you and just start. And I promise you it's addictive. So I randomly picked some drawer that I, it's just like, I don't even know, a drawer of random things, not a junk drawer, Um, but a drawer that I don't usually like look in or keep anything that's all that important in there. And I don't know why I was like inspired to start with that drawer, but that's where I started and it was easy because there wasn't a lot of stuff in that drawer and there wasn't a lot of stuff I would even want to get rid of in that drawer. But then that, that drawer was a tipping off point for me. I just started like going crazy and then going through the next drawer and going through the next drawer and going through the next drawer. Went through my whole closet, went through all of my shoes, went through all my, all of my jewelry. And now I have like six garbage bags full of things that will get donated tomorrow. And a lot of them are really great, nice things. You know, I'm actually, it feels really good. I'm like, oh, yay, I'm so happy that like someone else will get to wear all of these jackets. Like these are actually all really cute coats and jackets. I just don't wear them anymore. I don't, they've just sat in my closet for like four or five years now and I haven't worn them and I don't really see myself wearing them, but they're perfectly fine jackets. Like someone could use these. 
you know, so it feels really good to be kind of setting these things free and so that someone else can enjoy them, right? Like I'm not giving away junk, anything that's like has holes in it or stained or ripped or whatever, I would just like throw away. So it feels really good to be passing on and giving these things new life. And when it came to my books, I actually tried something sort of interesting. I thought it would be harder for me to decide which books to keep and which books to donate because, I don't know, sometimes I like to circle back and reread books. So even if a book right now is not interesting me, I feel like I would have more resistance getting rid of a book, especially a book I like, because I would think, well, maybe in six months, maybe in two years, you know, I'm going to want to come back and reread this book. Because I do often reread books and I read a lot of nonfiction books, you know, and so they are useful books that I may want to come back to. So I thought, oh, I'm not going to want to get rid of any of my books. But I was sort of in this mode of clearing out the old, making way for the new. And so I tried a little experiment. And this one's a little kooky, even for me. But I decided to go through all the books with my eyes closed. And I took each book and held it up to my heart. And I just tried to feel the energy of like, should I keep this book or should I give you know donate this book and I'm not kidding I felt a very clear response with every book some of them I had to sort of sit for a second but the yeses for me I just felt like a lightness about it you know it's like it just felt like light Um, my heart my heart felt light and so I put that in the keep pile and I didn't look at them until the very end And then I took the next book and I did the same thing. And the nose, my heart literally hurt. Like it, I felt chest pressure. And then I, if I sat with it, it would go into my stomach and I would feel like I was going to throw up kind of. It was a very strange and very undeniable response I was having to holding books with my eyes closed. Okay. So this is kooky, but it was so undeniable. And so I kept going through that. And it was like, these aren't like books about devil worshiping. Like, why would some of these books give me a response like that? I mean, I don't know, except that those are just the books I'm supposed to pass on to someone else. Like, I'm not supposed to keep these books, I guess. And so when I was all done, then I went back through and I looked at the two piles of books. And it's the strangest thing. All of the books that were giving me like that heavy feeling or like sick to my stomach feeling were all of my like how-to books, like how-to business books and how-to marketing books, um, how-to like writing and communications. Um, yeah, like a lot of my nonfiction business and marketing books, which I've loved. I've read just like hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of these kinds of books through the years. But I will say the, the last year or two I have been definitely moving towards just doing things my way and doing following more my intuition for things like marketing my business and marketing myself and communication and so even though I have loved these books even though I've learned a lot about business and marketing over the past 20 years of being an entrepreneur from books like these I can definitely say that I'm just a different person now and I'm shifting away from more the like here's how this guy in this book is telling me to how to run my business and market my business, which I would have followed to a T, you know, five or 10 years ago and got great success doing that. 
but I've definitely been shifting towards just doing things my way. And that's not to say I haven't like synthesized all that information plus 20 years of experience. It's into me. It's not like I haven't like benefited from those books, but I benefited from those books 5, 10, 15, 20 years ago. They're in me. They're part of me. And now I just do things, you know, in a synthesized organic way with those books, with my own experience, with my intuition, with, you know, who I am now. But it was really interesting that all of those books were in the donate pile, like so creepy, eerie. And what was in the only thing that was left in the keep pile, I'm looking at my pile right now. It's a fairly small, small pile. My most books I need to donate. Apparently, um, I have like this collection of great American short stories. I have my beloved Little Women. Um, this book about mythology, like all these, all like the books I have read for fun. You know, like my enjoyment books, recreational books, not the like how to get things done, how to be better, how to be more. And so I thought that was kind of crazy. Like I have a history, I have some history books, like this history of Napa that just has like all these cool stories of Napa in the past. So yeah, like how those are all the books I kept, the things that just are things I read for fun and enjoyment because they're just random and interesting to me. Like how weird is that? So anyway, that's a fun little story for you. And that can be, I mean, maybe try it. If you've got some things you want to go through and you're not sure what to keep, what to not keep, try that little weird method. Close your eyes and try to feel it out. Feel each item, bring it to your heart and see if you get a yes or no response. And then, you know, you can listen to it or not. Like you could see your piles by the end of it and be like, no, I'm not giving that away. Or yes, I'm not keeping that. That's going to go. Like you can always override it. But my little experiment, it was just so cut and dry. First of all, those the response I was feeling in myself was so undeniable. Like it was so weird. I had to take a nap after doing all of this because it's like my heart literally was kind of aching after doing all of this because I kept feeling this really constrictive pain in my chest over and over and over as I'm going through the stack of books. By the end, it's like I really kind of felt a little bit exhausted from, you know, having all this chest constriction for all these books I needed to get rid of. But it was really effective. And then looking at it after the fact, like I don't disagree with those decisions, but I don't think I would have made, and here's I guess the point, I don't think I would have made all those choices had I gone with my mind. Had I gone through and been like, should I keep this book? Should I donate this book? I think I would have kept a lot more of those. I think if I was in my mind and thinking shoulds, oh, well, this is a really good business book. Oh, this is a really famous business book, blah, 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 blah. I would have had all these like logical reasons why I should have held onto it. But I think if I'm listening to my higher self, my inner self, my heart, being guided by source, whatever you want to, you know, whatever you think is guiding you in that moment, if I wanted to listen to that, you know, then those are all making my heart hurt and making me sick to my stomach if I sat there long enough holding it. So it was just like, well, this needs to go. And it doesn't mean it's not a great book. I think if someone else held it, if it's the right thing for them at that time, they're going to, you know, be totally lit up with it. Again, these were not like devil worshiping books or something crazy like that. Like they were just books, just books I'm ready to pass on. Out with the old, in with the new, and maybe not in with the new. Now there's just a lot less things I have to dust on my shelf of my desk. So bonus. So I will be continuing on through my great purge of 2023 here for the next 
few days. And if anything else crazy comes along, I will be sure to report it back to you. But I also wanted to talk a little bit about releasing old emotional, mental, energetic things and making space for the new there too. Because this is something I very much relate to, again, over the past, definitely in 2023, but something I've experienced on and off throughout my life, you know, as we all have, I'm sure. You know, sometimes we just hold on to ideas too long, to um, problems too long, to whatever it is. I'm sure you can insert anything there, relationships, whatever, that we just hang on to for too long, for whatever reason. You know, sometimes we're just a scarcity mindset. There's a fear-based thing there, right? Like we'd rather have this junky old thing than nothing at all or whatever the case may be. Or if I get rid of this, then I won't have it, right? So it's usually there's some sort of fear-based scarcity thinking there. But if you'll remember back in, I think it was the episode where I talked about how I started my online business, I talked about how I was trying to sell my studio to one of my instructors. I was trying to figure out something. You know, I had my online business. I'd been going. It was going really, really well. And I wanted to just shift into that full time. I had, you know, was a new mom. Being able to just run my business online from home worked so much better with my new, you know, mom schedule. But I had five-year lease left for my studio and just things weren't moving. And I had, I told the story about how I just came into complete acceptance, like truly let it go let the struggle go let the let it all go and i was actually even excited about you know i'm like i'm gonna make this work i'm gonna have my online business i'm gonna have my studio it's gonna be great and i started keeping even getting some ideas about the things i would do with the studio because i was always you know trying to improve it and make it better and you know i enjoyed that part of running my business and it was as soon as i came into that total acceptance and just let go of like that this isn't working and let go of the problem and let go of all of that it was the next day that I ended up getting a call from my landlord, letting me know another dance studio needed a space. They wanted to buy my studio and keep all the classes and keep all the teachers and keep everything running. And then two weeks later, I was totally out. And so that's an example of you know making room for the new by just letting go of, of the old. And yes, I was trying to let go of my old business so I could step into this new business. But when it wasn't working the way I wanted it to work, I had to just come into acceptance and let go of the struggle. So it was the struggle that I was really letting go of at that time. And that required just complete acceptance of the situation. And even, you know, to the point of not begrudgingly acceptance, but like acceptance and sort of excited for the future under those conditions, like a true acceptance. And then lo and behold, a new opportunity came in, in that case, very, very quickly, right? So in addition to this time of year being a wonderful time to go through and clear out any physical things you no longer need in order to open up space for new opportunities, new life, new energy, I think it's also just a great time of year to be reassessing energetically, mentally, you know, emotionally, what you might be ready to let go of, to open up some space, to allow in some new. And I know for myself, having that, sometimes when you do that, it creates a little bit of a void, right? Like sometimes you have to let go of the old things before the new can come in. And sometimes that can be really uncomfortable 
And I know I can relate a lot to that. And that's something I think I've been sitting with myself for the past year is, you know, not wanting to let go of old opportunities, old ways of doing things. Um, because I haven't exactly been sure what the new thing to replace that would be, right? And so what's left is you might even be in a place of knowing what you want to let go of, you know, emotionally, mentally, or energetically. Then what? Like if you don't know what's going to replace it, that can be really, really uncomfortable. And I think that's what has introduced me and brought me into, you know, the world of shadow work. And I talked about this a little bit last week dealing with anxiety is, that's where that uncomfortable feeling of, you know, the void, it's facing the unknown and sitting in the quiet and not having the answers, right? Like, you know, this isn't it anymore. And you know, you want to let go of this and you know, you're probably ready to move on with that, but you're not exactly sure what's going to replace it. And so you're just sitting there in the big empty void and that can be really uncomfortable. But if you have some tools like meditation, you have some tools like, you know, the shadow work of just learning to accept those feelings, acknowledge those feelings and give yourself grace and compassion that yes, sitting in the unknown is scary and that's okay to feel this way and not knowing what's next that's okay. It doesn't mean you need to hang on to the old, right? And while it can be very uncomfortable to sit in you know, what I'm calling the void, that in-between where you know you're ready to move on from the way you've been doing things or this past career or this past relationship or this past whatever the case may be, past way of thinking, past way of feeling, past way of being, and you're not exactly sure what the new version's going to be, and so you're there sort of in the void, that's okay. I think that sometimes just part of the process, right? Like we have to let go of the old and maybe have some time in the void to just reassess things, reassess what our goals are, who we've become, what we want now, how we want to do it in the new way, maybe try some different things on, right? And experiment a little bit so you can maybe make that decision. So there might be some some process that needs to go on, some experimentation before you're even ready to sort of set forth some new intentions or preferences. And so that might be part of the void also. Like sometimes I think the void's there as an opportunity to, to yeah, experiment a little bit. And so, and since, and to set some new intentions. So obviously I don't have all the answers, but I do think in general, this is a wonderful time to be considering these things and maybe going through and clearing out some of your physical space and maybe considering where you want to clear out some emotional, mental, and energetic space as well. And whether or not that means, you know, out with the old and you already know what the new is going to be great, or if that means out with the old and you're going to be sitting in the void for a while figuring out what the new is going to be or just allowing space for it to come in. I mean, that's another point too. Often it's not that it's not always our job to figure out what the next thing is going to be. Sometimes, you know, God, the universe, source, whatever word you want to use there is 
making way for something just so perfect for us to come in. And we just need to clear space in our hearts, a place in our closet, a place in our garage, whatever the case may be, so that it can be delivered to us, right? At the perfect time, at the perfect place. So that's what has been on my mind and heart this week for you. Happy clearing out, and I will talk to you next time.